the beginning of this podcast is lost, and we begin partway through. Are you ready for some nerd power? It's the Falcon Paladin Hour, a podcast by Falcon Paladin and Somicron. Falcon hates puns and thinks that they're all wrong. One's American and one is an Aussie. Talking about StarCraft 2 and the esports scene. Well, no, he has another Titan carry him while he's running, but whatever. Anyway, and his plan here is that Levi is uh, not going to be able to kill his teammates. And like his indecision will give Zeke enough time to get escape. Stupid plan if you was. And that's entirely the point is what is wrong with you? Do you not know who this man is? Right. Levi, without hesitation, murders all of the Titans, all of his friends. Right. Heads off, beats the shit out of the Beast Titan, explodes him, and mm. uh, takes him captive in a cart because Levi kicks ass. Right. So basically, the story of Attack on Titan is now Levi trying to stop the extinction of the Eldian people, although he doesn't know that's what he's doing. That's basically his plan. His plan at this point is to get zeke to a titan that he can use to eat zeke and just transfer the beast power titans to somebody else and just get zeke out of it oh okay which is not a terrible plan although somebody brought up the point in the subreddit why didn't he have one of the titans that are his buddies just to eat zeke like go back <laughs> like keep one alive have him chase you or whatever so he's in the general area and then have him eat or you beat him that, up that is an excellent not a bad plan but yeah. uh levi's not thinking clearly i don't know uh, heat uh, of the moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, oh, for sure. I mean, you, it, find, you find yourself surrounded by 30 Titans. You're not like, right, hold on, thinking ahead. Right. Let's, well, let's leave one alive. Although, interestingly enough, it is a better uh, argument to get one of your former comrades, now Titans, to seek. Wait, what? Like, better than going finding a random Titan to eat. I mean, I don't know if he's planning on being a random Titan. I think okay. it's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. like getting Eren or... Yeah, Armin. or... Maybe, right? Yeah. Armin wouldn't be bad. Do they... Like, when you get Titans, are they... Colossal Titan? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how this works. I'm not sure anybody does. <laughs> like, maybe the creator of the manga knows, but I do not, so... Yeah, so that happens. Aaron tells Mikasa that he has always hated her and she's bummed about that. I don't know what he's doing in this scene at all. I really don't. He also says the Ackermans were genetically developed to protect uh, a king. Like, they have incredible innate fighting abilities because they were genetically created to be that way. They're okay. kind of like the Manchurian Candidate where they can activate even without right. their knowledge to defend whoever they need to defend. And like Mikasa accidentally imprinted on Eren is what he says, which is why she cares about him so much and she protects him is because of her genetics, not because of her own choice. Okay, okay. I don't know if he's telling the truth. Like he could be lying for whatever ulterior reason, but whew, that was not, that was bad. That was yeah. a bad scene. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then to punctuate it, Armin tries to punch Eren because he's pissed at him. And Mikasa, like, slams him on the table. 
without even knowing what she's doing. And it's like, oh, crap. He's, I mean, he's, he's right to some extent, at least. It sure seemed like she protected him without intending to do so. So um, that's interesting. Like, why the Ackermans are kick butt at battle is not just because Mikasa is the only Japanese character in the show. I mean, that's part of it. But also because she's the Manchurian candidate. Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who Levi is necessarily designated to protect unless it's just like all of the Eldian Empire. Which I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure that tracks, but we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's good. Really, really good episode. Like, I enjoyed it a lot. It had a lot of murder and intrigue and questions being answered. Like, those are my favorite episodes. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, we also learned that Zeke turned his parents in as Eldian uh, nationalists. We already knew that. Right. But we found out why he did it. It's because he was friends with the guy who was the Beast Titan previously. Oh, okay. And he wasn't of royal blood, so he couldn't really use it for anything. But he was just a researcher for Marley. He was trying to figure out how it worked and learn everything and stuff. So, okay. Uh, he becomes friends with Zeke because he, I don't know, because he kind of pities him. He kind of sucks at the warrior candidate trials. He's terrible. He's like the Falco mm -hmm. of um of his group. Sure. Anyway, uh, so yeah, he's basically like, hey. Beast Titan guy, my parents are Eldian nationalists, and the guy's like, You gotta turn them in or they'll kill you all. And Zeke's like, Oh Zeke's real messed up. Fair enough. It's bad times. Alright, enough of that. Cool. Uh the one the Wonder Eggs, another really question answery episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Egg. Like all the backstory, yeah. Uh, boy, wondering where to, where to even start. <laughs> so where to start is, I is like, I'm going to investigate this. Not, no one else has really tried this, but I'm going to do it. So here's what I'd like to know. Does she know what happened to Momo and Rika? And this oh. is why she's investigating or she doesn't know. And she's just like, oh, we'll get to the bottom of this. You know, I don't know. Like they told right? her that Momo had cleared the game. Right. That yes. Whether or not they told and her I, that Rika did the same, I don't know. See, but again, they're on a text. They're all in a text group, <laughs> right? You'd think at some point the other girls would be like, "Hey, Momo, what happened?" And if mm -hmm. she's like PTSD, doesn't respond, that's going to freak them out, mm -hmm. right? Right. And I don't think Momo's up to pretending everything's fine, right? Rika maybe could because Rika's capable of pretending, but right. Not Momo. So, I don't know. It's weird. I am... The longer this goes, the more I'm feeling a second season. Yeah. Well, okay. So, here's the thing. Alchemy just dumped something in the, uh, in the, sub or in the Discord. Okay. Basically saying that the production company only ordered 12 episodes. Okay. But one of those slots got filled up with the clip show. Mm-hmm. So... There needs to be a 13th episode for them to finish their story, but they don't technically have the funding for it right now. Interesting. So Alchemy says, basically, uh, we won't get the series finale until much later. Okay, hold on. I need to look at something. Yeah, yeah. Please do. Which episode was the clip show? Episode 8, by the looks of it. 
Okay, yeah. So, um, another show I was watching called Skate the Infinity, a skating show that's airing at the moment. Um, a what show? Skateboarding. Oh, skateboarding. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it also had a clip show episode, but it was labeled as like a 0.5 episode. So it was like 10.5, and I assume that doesn't count as a whole episode. But episode eight here does. um, It's a whole episode, so I assume it counts. Uh, Right. And that's what. I mean, apparently there are some threads in the subreddit talking about this. Uh, Alchemy says one of the animators on the show posted something. Or tweeted about it rather, and then the tweets got deleted. Really? So, yeah. So whether that means right, whether that means she wasn't allowed to put that information out there, or she was lying about it and got busted, I don't know. Mm. But Alchemy at this point is just saying we're probably going to end on a cliffhanger and not get this thing resolved for a while, which I am not happy about at all. Right. That's that's pretty gob. That yeah. is pretty gob. Uh huh. Apparently, it's the same studio that's doing Hori right now. So, mm, mm. I, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't. Had, did they have a clip show? Hori? No. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, I haven't seen the most recent episode. Oh, know, so maybe that is, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe I don't. I doubt it. Yeah. Aki says your volume is a lot lower than mine for some. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Okay. Don't fair know. enough. All right. Yeah, so Rika, basically we really quickly go through Rika's uh, completion of her final egg. She gets to meet up with her mm. suicide victim's friend, kind of. Not yep. always friend, but in this case, guilt person. Yeah. yeah. And exact same thing happens. It looks like she's there and she recognizes Rika and she moves towards her. And as soon as they start to make connect contact with their hands dead girl ghosts and fades out of existence. And Rika seems to handle this better than Momo did. I don't know if that means that she expected it to happen or if she just shrugged it off because she's Rika. I don't know. Right. I mean, maybe I, I think maybe Rika just didn't expect it to be a reunion as such, but a freeing, which is what it more or less appears to be like. And so when, when it happens, she's more accepting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Like, maybe Rika doesn't even want to have a conversation with their fan. She's just like, all I'd like to do is save you from hell or wherever you were and go to the good place, and that's all I really care about. I mean, maybe. I don't know. That feels... Maybe. Yeah. That's still... I don't... Want... You, you think she's going to apologize? I, not in so many words, but I think she'll... <laughs> in her own way. <laughs> in her own way. Yeah. <laughs> Like, all right, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe so. I just anyway. So the, and then same thing happens. It feels more like a dragonfly head than a butterfly head this time. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely not a butterfly. It's. I would say dragonfly. Yeah. Has it been a dragonfly the whole time? Well, it's a different person. So it's a different one. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. This yeah. is can... dot. The other one's hyphen. Which ah, this is dot. The other one hyphen. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. But they're basically performing the same function of somehow they get to show up after each girl completes their final egg. They murder their Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Oh, they... Well, Dot says it's not strictly necessary, but she's just copying what Hyphen did. And that's yeah. why she kills Maman. Right. Yeah. And then she offers Rika some of 
her dead friend's body to eat. Right. She's like, you can eat it, but I don't like meat. But we don't see her force her to. I don't think... Don't well, think she, I, don't, I don't think it's required that she's forced to eat her Pokemon. Yeah, I don't think... I don't know that... Momo... Okay. Was Momo force-fed yes. her Pokemon's... Well... Yeah, she ripped off a chunk and pushed it into her mouth. I know, but Momo was like in a catatonic state. Like, if she closed her mouth or like moved away would she would the other one have pursued it right probably i don't know anyway whatever it's messed up uh-huh yeah so that's great and then i goes over to the home where uh-huh. uh uruaka and aka are living uh-huh. uh-huh or hanging out anyway and goes poking through all their belongings and sees a giant beautiful mind uh crazy person board mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, all sorts of different ideas on there, and it's flashing really fast, and I didn't catch all of it. Mm-hmm. But it's just pretty much stuff we already know. It's teenage girl suicides. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, the Eros and the ta- Thanatos. Thanatos. Yep, Thanatos conflict. They need to get warriors to fight Thanatos. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's anything new there. Do you see anything new on the board or in her exploration? <sighs> no, I don't think so okay fair enough i didn't either so that's good no so then aka or uru aka i don't know <laughs> names are hard for me whichever one it is the one with the baseball cap on backwards i think it's uro yeah uro is like hey let me tell you the whole thing thanks for coming by and poking around our house <laughs> i is like cool let's go sit down <laughs> Yeah. That's, so, <laughs> yep. <laughs> what begins is an incredible tale of tragedy and woe. Eight <laughs> levels deep. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what this show is now, is just uh-huh. suffering, basically. More or less, yeah. 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 It's uh, not, a, so bottom not, a, line, not, a, not a good time. When, uh, when our mannequin boys were human, uh-huh. they were living together and doing science, like bros do. And I don't know... They seem to be romantic partners, kind of. It's a little bit weird for two dudes with no feelings of each other to be like, let's have a daughter. Uh, no, no. But maybe ha- not. That's a plot line that happened in Friends. I feel like this is an entirely acceptable That plot happened line. in Friends? Really? They're ripping off Friends? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, I th- are you kidding? <laughs> uh, no. I-, I believe there is a plot line where Joey and Chandler, I think, are just like... No, no, sorry. It's not Friends. It's Modern Friends, which is How I Met Your Mother. It's Bonnie and Ted. Mm. <laughs> but and Bonnie and Ted are not two dudes. Bonnie and Ted, yeah. Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie Stinson. Barney! Why do your words not have R's in them, but some words do have R's in them that shouldn't? That totally had an R in so, it. Barney. Barney and Ted. Yeah, they're like, let's adopt a baby. They don't actually. There was just an episode where they had to look after someone else's kid, and they were like, we could totally do this. We don't need women. We could just be like okay. two bros, and we could have a kid. All right, fair enough. Right? So maybe. There's there's little hints that they're bi or pansexual or something. I don't know. Right. It's just it's a little, a little hints here. And considering the show's moved like really explored in respect to the concept of transsexualism. Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah. Sure. You just made it. What? Um. But like for transvestites, is it? I don't trans know. Per- I don't know. Trans. The hey, con- hey, respect for the trans community. 
Here's what I will say. In the flashback scenes where they're like, we lived in a building under surveillance 24-7. We slept in yes. this room and we worked and we ate and they cooked each other breakfast. Yeah. I only we saw were... one bed. Fair point. Fair point. So either they slept in shifts or they slept together. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so they've got an interesting relationship. They're doing a lot of science. Mm-hmm. They're say they're under a lot of stress. And so mm-hmm. to which is <laughs> such like a super intelligent, smart, crazy person thing to say is we are under so much stress. We decided to create life out of nothing. <laughs> Just, you know, for fun. That I was am... our that was our fun project. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm yeah. still I'm very interested in what they were actually supposed to be making and spending their time right? on. Right? Because that feels like that should be a full-time like workload. Well, you think their bosses wouldn't be happy about creating entirely autonomous AI that's sentient I, and independent? Uh, and immortal, like, apparently. And uh, apparently immortal? Maybe... I, I, oh. I don't know. Maybe it's commonplace. Maybe they made this breakthrough five years ago. And they've been developing this technology, and they're like, let's just make one for us. It'll be like making muffins. No, 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 no. We should get one. Because that's that's Nero's entire storyline, is which she is an artificially made person, right? No, but that was just two really smart people having a daughter. That wasn't, uh, like, crazy sci-fi. No, 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 sorry. Nero's friend, the one that was in a coma... They were yeah, like, we, one. yeah, we need to kill her because the government's going to come get her, right? And like, why is the That's government going to come get her? It's because she was artificial. So maybe, okay, so she's probably a an ancestor of... Frill. Frill, yeah, mm-hmm. probably. But again, they don't age or anything, so who knows? Who but knows? anyway, yeah. It just, it felt... It felt this weird mixture of like casual and fun and also groundbreaking to me. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> right. I'm not sure what it was. It's like learning that all of Star Trek, it was like Kirk taking his dad's Enterprise out for a spin. It's like, <laughs> it's fun and casual and groundbreaking that we're meeting all these new races and people. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Kirk approach to it for sure. Um, I mean, they just like they they develop this fake body. They put it in a sack of amniotic fluid or something, mm-hmm. and put it in the bathtub, and then they fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And then an egg timer goes off, and then they're like, "Our muffins are ready." <laughs> like this just felt so casual to me. I don't know. It was <laughs> as massive geniuses. It probably was casual to them. And that's that's my other thing. They're so smart. They're socially weird in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. My. <laughs> The thing I yeah. that, that I'm gonna like nitpick is all of the cakes that they had. Okay. Right? There were three. You were birth- paying attention to the cakes. Go I'm ahead. A, I'm a baker. There were three. Sh- birth- <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Go ahead. There were three birthday cakes. All of the happy birthdays were written in English uh, instead of in Japanese. That's uh, an interesting point. True. Uh, no, it, it's mildly interesting. I don't think it's relevant. Um, I mean, they the, easily could have animated different cakes for the different languages, right? Possibly. I don't think Not they hard, did, probably. Because I watched it in subtitles. <laughs> right? Like... Yeah. What, but, like, we're... Sh- this is... We're dumping this on Funimation, so we'll give it the English happy birthday cake, right? So so why don't they do that on for all of the writing, right? <laughs> like, surely yeah, you're I don't just... Know. 
generating text. Anyway, anyway, all, fine. all of the cakes read "Happy Birthday to someone." Instead of like here, you would just put "Happy Birthday Falcon." Yes, they wrote correct. "Happy Birthday to Falcon," which was just weird. It's like hmm, that is weird. I don't think it's at all relevant in any way. It just caught my eye. Okay, uh, yeah. maybe it's just the cultural misunderstanding of how birthday cakes work. I don't know. Maybe. Does Japan do birthday? Is like, is it a super Japanese thing? Is birthday cakes? I don't know. I don't either. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, so they make a daughter. They ask her what her name is, which I think is very empowering. And she decides mm. her name is Frill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's awesome. They're like, we wanted a teenage girl because they're unstable and crazy. And I was like, this is an interesting choice for your first kid, but all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. They're like, yeah, we specifically wanted people who are going crazy with hormones and can't think straight. That's what we want for our first kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and they just, you know, she's fun and zany, and sometimes she's selfish and self-centered, and sometimes she's moody, and sometimes she's really helpful and affectionate. And we did a pretty good job. What are you doing? Stop doing that. And we also... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so chilling now. It's ruined. Good yep. job. Yeah. Yep. I like, I'm not going to lie, slightly weirded out by the insanely intense close ups of the teenager's lips doing that, though. Like, because it draws your focus to it because it fills the entire frame. And I'm like, is this what the characters are supposed to be noticing in the scene? Her lips going. Yeah. Oh, well, it. they established it's a frill characteristic. So now anytime anybody does it, you're worried that they're influenced by frill. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, just a tell. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, that's that's how it gets used later as it reappears in the episode. But at the first yeah. time that it starts happening, am I like, am I just noticing Ura Aka or Aka just being like super intensely noticing this girl's lips? Like that's right. a weird, that's a weird, where's this story going? Oh no, they just beat her and put her in a dungeon. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, we're not there yet. This is going to take a while. So, <laughs> like, everything's cool with Frill. She's a standard teenage girl. They're, it's some ridiculous technology. Because mm-hmm. they're like, we for, we would forget sometimes that she was a robot. Mm-hmm. We did such a kick-ass job at this. And I was like, you guys did a really good job at this. They did a really good job at <laughs> it. An amazing job at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, everything's great. And then... Uh, some lady shows up who's like, "You got? I read your published work, and you guys are geniuses." And like, we are. It's like, oh my gosh, you guys are. Like, have, figure it out, man. Have some self awareness of what you're capable of. But don't try to program your application. Like, don't do don't do your dev work at a nightclub. Like, he brought. <laughs> like, where do they meet? It's so ridiculous. He had his laptop, and he I can see him with his little IED open trying to program like coding in java or something yep at a nightclub (laughs) yep what the hell is going on i don't know like it's really loud in here it's like yes yes it is why are you doing this work here (laughs) again social awkwardness the more genius you are traditionally Mm -hmm. the less like socially aware you are of what's going on Mm -hmm. anyway it's fine they're super mega geniuses so anyway, she's like, I'm a huge fan of your work. And it's this like Rashomon kind of thing where each brother says the other one is attracted to her, but neither one will really admit it at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 
they both kind of vie for her affections and she chooses one and they get married. Yeah. And they still live together. Which <laughs> <laughs> It's an open relationship. It's incredibly an open relationship. Yeah. And like it it Frilly even acknowledges other... Frilly even yes. acknowledges that they like him as another husband. Right? Like this is the woman who stole your yes. husband. Yes, yeah. that your husband is cheating on you, she says, with this mm-hmm. other woman. And is it just frill, not understanding human relationships, being annoying like a teenager is sometimes, or is she spot on calling mm-hmm. this what it is, right? right. I don't know. I, I it think... adds another layer to it, though, if mm-hmm. the brother who gets left behind loses his lover, the, the partner, right? Loses his right. partner and this woman that he's also in love with. It's just mm. like this double rejection. Here's the thing. I think she's spot on, but she doesn't realize that the fact that he is going to pretend to be okay with it until he is, is what's going to happen, right? Like, I think he was mature Mm. enough to be like, that's how it was. Because we get that scene later that he's totally fine with it when they both, like, get a do-over with the new child. Right. And it once again turns into two dads raise a teen. Yes, totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of lot of stuff going on there. Um, what mm-hmm. does she say? Anyway, so then uh wife gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Frill starts exhibiting some really creepy and intense jealousy. Mm-hmm. That maybe a new daughter is going to arrive in the family. And maybe love her anymore, which is honestly a common concern for oldest oldest children sure that happens i didn't give a crap because i didn't but i've known of other situations where the older child is like super bummed they have to share mom and dad's affection with a baby now right so normal but what's not normal (laughs) is when your mom when your mom when your uh adopted mother stepmother Uh um sure stepmom Stepmom's taken a bath. You throw a plugged-in hairdryer into the bath. Attempt to kill her and her child, which yes. is what Frill does. Which, holy oh. crap, the show is so dark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is by far the darkest show that uses yellow as its main coloring theme. Right? Like, <laughs> not wrong. Yellow is such a bright and vibrant color. Well, Universally, colors- like happy and. It's not just the yellow, too. Everything's bright and vibrant. Mm-hmm. The fight scenes are all really colorful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're like, yes. But then the darkness. So stepmom <laughs> dies. They save the baby. Uh-huh. Which, way to go, baby. Like, I don't know how you survived that, but you're, 10 points there. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Your mom is dead. Um, so then the two dads raise... The baby, but not before. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, names are hard, but the one that married the lady, right? His wife is killed by their robot, their robot daughter. And he mm-hmm. takes her and locks her in a basement with a lot of computer hardware. <laughs> a couple questions here. <laughs> <laughs> a co- right? A couple points. Um... <laughs> Number one, can you turn her off? Like, he really makes a big point about saying she's complaining that he's hurting her, and he says, you're just receiving input. You Mm -hmm. are 
a, a construct. You are not human in any sense. Does she have an off switch? Can you just dismantle her or turn her off in some way if you're this mad at her? Right. Uh, Apparently not. No. Yeah. Or was he trying to torture her by locking her in a box for 18 years? Right? Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's so many questions about, like, their motivations at that point. Is it, like, yeah. is this person just trying to like all right look i will move this bug i found in my code into the basement for like a while and i will look at it when it becomes critical or was he <laughs> like like uh or I, like I, his, he was, it, it was just emotion driven it right. really was i am just you murdered my wife and tried to kill my unborn daughter mm-hmm. done with you as a thing i'm just curious as to why he didn't lock the door like, or lock the basement area. Be like, you can't come out. She clearly doesn't need to eat. As right. days turn to weeks, turn to months, turn to years, we realize years. she doesn't age. Nope. Um, well, and then number two, do we need to put her in a room with a ton of network cables and hardware? <laughs> like, well, can you, like, dig a hole and put her in there? Like, there seems to be maybe less opportunity for her to screw things up if you don't put her in the networking center right <laughs> right well i mean that was the interesting okay. thing it's like he pushes her down the stairs to the basement i'm like ah oh, hiding her in the basement classic it's and a then daenerys move right and then once they're in the basement he's like no here's this extra little coffin cellar get in there <laughs> with with monitors in it well the monitors like, i don't think were in what? there when uh when he pushes her in the fact that she can get out and just in the basement storage with some old hardware that then she sets up right because she says she's right. a, like she doesn't want to go into the dark place like she's scared she, of the dark she more than once says she's scared of the dark they okay they programmed her to be afraid of the, the dark, dark. Yes. yes and so she sets up all the monitors but there's nothing displayed on them they're just light I know, but later there is stuff displayed on them. No, no, they're just light. No, when he goes and gets her, like fifteen years later, I'm pretty sure there's stuff on the monitors being displayed. I don't think so. God, mm, look it up. All right, we'll look it up. Uh, anyway, so we're getting ahead of ourselves. So <laughs> they lock their robot in the closet and entirely forget about her, as far as we know. We may mm-hmm. not forget, but just do not let her out any mm-hmm. at any point. Um, and so then they raise their human daughter, mm-hmm. his human daughter, mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and everything seems great. Um, sorry, I'm scrolling through. This is here. still Wonder White, still Wonder Egg. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're still. Wonder yeah, Egg. no, I fa- I found it. It's um, okay. It's they're blank as far as we can tell. They're just bright okay. blue lights. Okay. Man. When oh, when he drags her out and she's just like, are you going to kill me? <laughs> Where does he and take he, her? You're not human. I am human. I'm scared of the dark and I get toothaches. She yeah. says. Yep. My name is Frill, she says, smiling. Holy crap. This is so scary. He takes her to the fire basement. Apparently, <laughs> up up a hill into the fire mountain. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> up a hill, up a like wilderness hill with trees and stuff, mm-hmm. and then burns her. I guess 
Maybe. <laughs> like it, it's super unclear whether or not he actually yeah. burns her. What's going on he there? Really seems like he did away with her though. Yeah, yeah. Anywho. Which couldn't have done that the first time. Right. Okay, so again, we're still getting ahead of ourselves. Right. So okay. <clears throat> so once again we explore this whole concept of like teenage girl being in love inappropriately with an old uh-huh. Yeah, so daughter's like, hey, uh, if you want to wait for me, I'll marry you, uncle, who was never married and has mm -hmm. just basically been my father all growing up. That's real creepy. And he's like, nope. Yeah. And so then she does the mouth pop thing that Frill's been doing her entire growing up years. And then uncle dad is like, it's Frill. I don't know how, but it's Frill. Mm -hmm. And is he just insane or is he right about this? I it don't seems know. Like they're pretty convinced they're right later, mm -hmm. right? Because well, it's like shown as being like later that night, uh, Himari <laughs> um, kills herself in the bathtub where her mother died. Right. <laughs> and they're both convinced they didn't see any signs. She was not depressed about anything. She didn't do any self-harm. She never talked about suicide. She seemed very happy, mm -hmm. consistently so. It makes no sense why she would kill herself. There's something else at play here. They're yeah. convinced of this. They are convinced. Which I'm sure a lot of parents have said about their children that have killed themselves. I'm sure. Quite Just because probably, they didn't yeah. see anything doesn't mean there wasn't any. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, part of me was like, maybe that was a legitimate proposal to the man that she loves in her own way, right? And he rejected mm -hmm. her, and she's done. Right. Maybe. I don't know. There's so It's so fast. There's so much stuff that happens in this episode that covers years and years and years of relationships, and it's 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're missing stuff. But anyway... Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, she kills herself, and now our guys are super bummed and uh -huh. are wholly devoted to figuring out why. Mm -hmm. Right. Suicide why <laughs> people, especially teenage girls, would kill themselves. Mm -hmm. There's a supernatural scientific reason at play here. Right. They somehow discover, like, the egg world, and they can do all this stuff, yeah. and they convert themselves into constructs mannequin things right perhaps to give themselves a certain amount of immortality so they can always study this without worrying about age right yeah there's a lot of assumptions that i'm making about this show because yep. despite all the answers they gave us there's still so much unanswered mm -hmm. yeah yeah and this entire episode skips over the ending of the last episode which was i talking to the teacher about how Toito-chan died. Mm-hmm. Um, we have no answers there either. That is accurate. We so we whatever the reason, like, whatever he said to her, she seems fine with it now because she just wandered off the next day or whenever, however long it later, to go and creep through the house. Yeah. So. And I she mean, seems <laughs> really subdued, right? She's not... She's, I don't want to say normal eye, but she's not happy, you know, happy to have friends, bubbly eye, right? She is eye with her hoodie up and zip tight to her face. Correct. That yeah. version. That's, yeah. yep, 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 yep. That is yeah. protecting myself eye. 
Yeah. So it seems like either she got a response from Mr. Sawaka that she doesn't like, or she heard from Rika or Momo, mm. and she's bummed about something. Right. There's got to be some impetus why she went to investigate. Anyway. Yeah. So, okay. So my other thought about this whole thing is mm -hmm. that um, our mannequin dudes are too close to this, right? If they want to approach the science and magic of why their beloved teenage daughter killed herself, mm -hmm. and maybe their other robot daughters are responsible for it, they're too close. They can't be the ones in charge of this. They can't maintain any level of objectivity. Hmm. They're going to subconsciously or consciously ignore other things that fixated on this one thing, right? Hmm. I don't think they can be remotely impartial on the subject. I would feel better if they'd bring in a third party brain to try to help them figure this out. Because I, again, I'm... I do not think they can do this correctly. I'm not sure that they care about impartialness. Like, they're trying to raise warriors mm. at this point. Like, they've figured out who the big bad is. But that's and... my thing. Have they? Or do yeah. they just think they know what's going on? I mean, I don't know, probably. But if they think they know right? what's going on, they're going to act like they know what's going on. So yes, the difference... what if they're wrong? Well, they could be wrong. But don't forget, they're also, they were talking to the lady from Plati, um, Nehru's assistant lady. Right? Like, they had an open communication line with her. And so she's clearly in on it, working somehow. She's the third person you want. That's true. I forgot about... I thought, forgot she was involved. So that yeah. actually helps a lot. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Uh, Misaki Tanabe. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. That one. Yep. Okay. It really seems like they're doing this on the fly, though, right? This is their first time attempting to raise warriors for this battle that they found out about. I mean, we don't know that. No, because... Or they're fine-tuning the process, because one of them, go, the one who wasn't involved goes, why did you tell I? Like, what was your motivation there? And he's like, well, she, you know, she's not in a, a traumatized state currently. She's not angry, mm. right? She's the she's she's got a clearer head than Momo or Rika do right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's why I told her. And if this was just the established procedure, then Aka wouldn't ask, right? Well, I mean, if they're tr still in the trial and error phase, it doesn't mean it's their first time here. Like true, they could true. be try trying different things, and he just on the fly thinks, "Well, she mm. came in here, so let's like she's seen all the the pitches and all the research. So I got to give her some answers." Yeah, um, but it sure. I mean, um, it sure seemed like. Why did you tell I? And hmm. so yeah. maybe they drew her there. I don't know. Again, there's so much. There's so well, much unexplained in this and show. We've only got one episode left. Well, one in the near future, maybe later. Right. Well, <laughs> here's my worry. Uh they do a terrible job on the final episode because they try and like wrap everything up. Yeah, they jam everything yeah. in, and then people are bummed, and so they don't renew it for anything more. Whereas if they just did something solid, um, they they might get like solid but simple. They might get more episodes and can actually finish it later. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else on Wonder Egg for today? I don't think that we do. Well, just, okay, just real quick. Frill's motivations. Okay, yeah. She is mysteriously, magically behind the suicide of teenage girls who would not otherwise kill themselves. Is that fair to say that's what they're telling us right now? She has a part in it in some manner. Yeah. Um, she realizes... Okay, so what we're basically told is... She, what we what Ura, Aka, and Aka think are that she somehow used dot and hyphen to do this. But we yes. don't really know how dot and hyphen work because they look nope. like flowers in a fish tank. Right? That's kind of what we see of them when, like, yes. she makes... She's like, I want friends. And so she creates friends and names them after the... Binary principles of Morse code, largely famous for saying SOS. So maybe it's quite literally a cry for help. Uh, <laughs> oh, the symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, there's, there's so much. So, so much. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if mm. she's behind this, what's her motivation for doing it? Like, we got uh, why she tossed the hairdryer in the bathtub. I right. can track that. Mm-hmm. Well, like, okay. Why well, influence random teenage girl to kill? It's just psychosis. She's just nuts. So okay, here's here's what I think. The the tossing the hairdryer into the the mother and trying to kill the baby is she's jealous that this woman came in and took one of her dads away, right? So it's well, and especially that new baby girl's gonna show up and be awesome. Yeah. Also, yeah. totally possible. And then. You think it was directed at the mom more than the baby? I think it's equal. Like, I think it's both. Okay. Anyway, right? go ahead. Yeah. Um, the second part of that is they then start getting interested. Okay, the, the baby survives. Baby grows up. Baby kills themselves. Whether or not she, like, last bit of revenge killed the baby as well, like, as she's grown up slightly. The Her dads still don't go back to her. Like, she, I got everyone out of the picture... But what are yeah. they doing now? They're now researching teenage suicides. I yeah. need <laughs> so I need to get their attention. I'm gonna make some suicides. Yeah. More All right. Less. Yeah, More yeah. Or no, or I can follow that. It's it's insane, but I can follow it. Yeah. 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 So they're the reason. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it would follow the theme here. Like they are they are the creator of their own misery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they just further encouraged more death and destruction mm-hmm. through their own actions, that would drag. Yeah. So, questions <sighs> that are still unanswered. Koto uh, chan's death. Yep. Neru's sister. I'm very interested yep. to find out who slashed her up. Um, She's not going to get it. All they do when they come back is they go, hey, it's you. And then they disappear. They right. haven't had any kind of a conversation at all. Right. But what I'm interested in is the sister is likely another child of the company, which is most likely the same company that built the albino lady, who was probably also built by the guys who built Frill, which is probably the same company that they were under surveillance from. Like, I'm just interested to find where all that fits in. Like, I know yeah, yeah. she's not going to get anything from it, but I don't care. Right? Like, I'm in this for me. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, I know I get it. Um, All right. Yeah. 
So many unanswered questions. So many unanswered questions. And we still have to do Nero's and I's final battles. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, Rico's was three minutes long. So we don't need a lot of time for that, right? I mean, no. For just because I is the first, I feel like we need more time with it. Uh huh. Uh huh. But maybe we don't. Maybe she's, we don't. Like she's the focal point of the show, so yeah. probably. But I genuinely, I, I've almost started to think that when they started the show, they wanted a magical girls fight monsters in a dream world show, and they did yes. that, and it was good. Yes. But everyone yes. latched onto the sick plot threads about it being like a psychological horror what's going on the mystery because yeah. slowly over time the amount of combat has gone down in the show true true fact to the only combat in this episode was someone dropping a wrecking ball on a turtle and someone tossing a hairdryer into a bathtub i would not call that combat because i'm only talking about stuff in I the know. dream world yes right? yes i know you're right uh, yeah that, that's murder uh-huh. uh that's what that was <laughs> Yeah, it. I mean, uh, it's without spoiling things. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of how Madoka went. Okay. So again, if that's what we're doing, if we're following the train tracks set by Magica Madoka from 2011, mm-hmm. makes sense. I wonder if we can get clues from that show for Wonder Egg. <laughs> I would have to watch it all mm-hmm. in a week. I yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Um, yep. So I think that's it. That was quite quite an episode. Can't wait for next week. Very excited. Very excited. Yeah. Cool, cool. So r- real quick, I know we're over time, but that's I watched funny. the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. I watched that as well. I don't want to recap it or anything, but just no. one thing that bothers me is... Uh-huh. Falcon goes to the bank to help his sister secure a loan to uh-huh. fix up the family boat. Uh-huh. And the bank manager uh-huh. says, why don't you have any income for the last five years? He says, right. Well, he's been living in a world. <laughs> Half of the population was gone for five years. They got blipped out of existence. You freaking moron. That's uh-huh. just bad writing. There's nothing there that makes any sense at all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I... Okay. The reason, why I, the reason why I watched this episode is I saw it trending on Twitter, and I was like, originally I wasn't going to watch, but I flicked <laughs> through some of the um, the people talking about it, and uh-huh. there were people who were out there basically being like, turns out Stark was the villain the whole time for not paying the Avengers, <laughs> and people had to explain to them, paying the Avengers is not his job, right? Like, he, he provides just about everything, but that's because he's a great, nice guy. It's not because he wants to give these people a personal salary. Right? Okay, so question is, how did Vision get the money to build a house? Where did he get that? When did Vision get a build a house? He put he bought a plot in Westview in WandaVision. Okay. And was like, hey, Wanda, go here. We're going to build a house here. The foundation's replaced and everything. How was he paying for that? I don't know. Okay. He, he invested in crypto. I don't know. I'm just saying, how does he have money and Falcon doesn't have any money? That's all I'd like to know. I don't know. I would assume the Falcon, being a vet, has money coming pension. in from... Yeah, a pension. Well, and also, something. he's like, I just do government contracts. It's like, okay, look. Yeah. How much does the U.S. government pay you to rescue a U.S. soldier and murder 16 terrorists? Like, 
It's got to be a pretty good chunk of change, right? Right. Like, he probably has money. I don't know. Anyway, it makes no sense. Anyway, yeah, yeah. people were complaining about Stark not paying the Avengers. But then other people were like, no, that scene's supposed to demonstrate that even people like the Falcon still experience systemic racism in America. The guy was just being racist. (laughs) Right. Oh! (laughs) While asking for his autograph. That is a ballsy, ballsy racist right there. Right. And I I watched that scene like twice. And... (laughs) I don't know if this is, I don't know, appropriate or fair. What that felt like was the guy was looking over their income. And for whatever reason, the income didn't add up, right? We've already covered that that's nonsensical, right? Nonsensical, yes. But at the end of the day, the income did not add up and they weren't qualified for a loan, right? Yes. Right. So at the end of the day, they weren't qualified for the loan. And then his sister plays the racism card. Where she's yes, like, she it feels like it, like the belt tightens around us a lot more often than everyone else, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I didn't feel like I wasn't getting clear enough vibes that the bank manager was just being racist, right? No, I didn't, I didn't get that, and I feel like that scene does not describe or show the Falcon going through systemic racism in America. It just, it genuinely just felt like people play the racism card a lot. <laughs> Yes, she felt that way. Whether yeah. it's legit or not, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. It didn't seem like it. Again, it, it it's completely... The logic of the scene goes out the window when the bank manager is like, where's your income for the last five years? I forgot what happened to all of humanity. Like, it's just gone. And from that point on, nothing makes any sense because I don't know what reality we're working from. Right, right. He even says, like, he acknowledges that uh, people disappeared for five years because he's like, yeah, well, after everyone comes back, that, like, the regulations tighten up a little. (laughs) Right. Right. He he knows that people are gone. He knows the Falcon was gone. (sighs) And yet he says, why don't you have any income for the last five years? Why is that line in the episode? (laughs) Here's the Why? Thing. If they scrapped like ADR that to say the last 10 years and be like, the Falcon's probably been working for the Avengers for at least five years. And during <laughs> that time as well, he had no income. He was just like living off <laughs> food at the Avengers base, which is like partnered with S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know why there's no money going <laughs> into people's banking. I don't know. Why is there not a slush fund? Like what? Again, I'm not saying that Tony is responsible for paying the Avengers, but he has more money than God, and he could just toss them a biscuit every once in a while if he felt like it. That's right. all I'm saying. Right. That is my take on Tony and the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't... Also, I re- recently rewatched uh, Civil, not Civil, uh, The Winter Soldier, where um, Falcon Fuck is you. introduced. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And boy, is there no mention of like a sister or a boat? He's like right. living in DC to do. Yeah. Uh, he like, seems like a total bachelor who like goes to PTSD meetings with fellow veterans and like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, you're right. It's like they, wow, added, they gave him a family. He didn't have one. Wait, a retcon in a family, right? Because yeah, here's fine. the thing: how is he not like? What about his money then? Like, how is he not earning enough to, at that point? pay off the house that they own like because he right. clearly apparently owns a house together with his sister like i don't know you did two tours i feel like you've had some income no place to and spend again, it really the job they showed us 
in this episode, I feel like would pay like $8 million. <laughs> like what he did on mm -hmm. a contractor mercenary basis is insanely valuable. Mm -hmm. That's all. It's stupid. It's all dumb. Yeah. I liked a lot about this episode, but that whole, just the money situation with Falcon makes no sense. Yeah. I also hate the fact that his suit is like cutting edge stock tech. And he's sitting at a table in a cafe, like, welding a part of it. Like, right. soldering the circuit board directly. And it's like, yeah. An, this out, an outdoor cafe in Iran. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he's not in Washington, D.C. He's no. in the desert. <laughs> it's like working waiting. on expensive electro electronics outside. Right. And, it, yeah. it, and, like, the point that the other dude brings up is like, oh, the military techs can't even get close to that, or whatever. And it's right. like, what do you mean? The Falcon's a pilot. He's not supposed to be, like, He's an engineer. He's a boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's like, it's Stark tech. You haven't even been friends with Stark in over five years, let alone, like, getting I mean, getting the only way that makes sense to me is Falcon... He's been in tough situations where he's had to repair it himself. Mm -hmm. So he knows how to do it. He has more experience fixing it than any of these other guys do. Sure, I can kind of get on board with that. Right? But the yeah, it's weird. He's a pilot. Like, there are no pilots in anybody's Air Force that can fix their own planes. I mean, It there doesn't are, there, happen. There are probably some that know a lot about bits and pieces. Like, they understand how things work for obvious reasons. Like, they go through education as well as just Yes, training. but when they get shot at... They're right? not they're not the mechanics fixing it up every day, right? Like, right. Right. Um What it's I will just, say whatever. is after Civil War, like the the entire focus point of Civil War is uh, Captain America believes that Avengers shouldn't be on a government payroll or be mandated by the government to when to engage or when not to engage in a situation. Uh-huh. Right? Falcon was on Captain's side there. Post snap. Right. The first thing he does is signs up with a government agency to be a contractor. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes, there are there are a lot of questions. You're absolutely correct about that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. My one final thought is I like that Bucky's getting characterization. I feel like he had more lines in this one episode than he did in all of the rest of the MCU combined. No. So. 100% not true. It, okay. He, I mean, he said a lot in Captain America, I guess. Yeah. He didn't Cap say a lot in Cap Winter Soldier. He said... No, because I watched that. He had, like, five lines in that. That's yeah. kind of, he, he's kind of had the point. Like, he's not supposed to say a lot. Um, yeah. But then you also have Civil War, Infinity War. Does he say stuff in Civil War? In Infinity War? They're like, hey, man, it's time yeah. for a battle. Here's your arm. And he's like, huh. Yeah. That's and then the he says, no, I'm not selling you my arm, Rock. <laughs> Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, That's yeah. it, man. He doesn't have a lot to say. He says more than that, right? Like he talks to people. Okay. He says uh, says a lot in Civil War. Um, okay, that's fair. I don't remember a lot about that movie. Yeah, he says a lot in that. All right. Cool. Cool. Anything else? <laughs> uh. No, I think that's it. I think we covered okay. everything. Okay, then just uh, real quick, I would like to say that the value of my safe moon dropped by almost half during the course of this podcast. No. Did it really? It dropped a lot. <laughs> Checking. It went from like... 
Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> Significant dip. Yeah. See? Volatile, people. Volatile. <laughs> we are not financial experts, but trust mm -hmm. us when you say this is volatile. Highly volatile. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. No. All right. Well, good deals. That's going to be it from us today. Thanks for hanging out. Mm -hmm. uh, please feel free to support the podcast directly through Somicron's Patreon. Just search Somicron on Patreon.com. You can also buy merch, like what Somicron, yeah. the shirt he's wearing today, just by going to falconpaladin.store. And yeah, until next time, next week we'll be here same time, cast live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Somicron at 9 p.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm. And until next time, stay safe and stay healthy. And above all, take care of yourselves. Goodbye. Bye.